0: All right, we are reflecting, of course, on the the closing speech of Jacob Zuma there as the ANC president. It's his final address as the leader of the party, and he touched on many, many issues. Didn't spare those who've upset him in recent months. Uh, he tried to be conciliatory at the end, of course, saying he, that uh, he bears no grudges. But only after going through some detail, particularly around the alliance partners and those who had dared to defy a whole president of the ANC and joining us now to deal with some of the issues that he raised is leading media practitioner analyst commentator columnist and that of course is none other than justice Malala. Good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Good afternoon Bongani, exciting times. So I think we saw everything that Jacob Zuma has uh, presented to us over the years. We saw the person who uh, can seem as if he can reach out and he can unite but we also saw the anger. We also saw the lack of apology and we also saw somebody I think who really takes no responsibility for anything that has happened. He gave us a litany of failures and challenges facing his organization, as if he hasn't been at the helm of it for the Uh, last 10 years. You'd be
1: amazed. I sat there thinking, this man hasn't been leading the country for the past 10 years, because on every single point. Um, My worst one is when the status releases figures saying, you know, poverty levels in South Africa have been on the increase since 2011. Before that, they'd been on the decline. And he then it appears that poverty levels are on the increase. But that's just one example of the lack of, of the avoidance, if you will, of confronting. This speech was supposed to be, in my view, a reflection, Uh, a look back and say, you know, um, we did good on this, if there's any good, and we did bad on that. Jacob Zuma basically went for everyone that he considers an enemy, and um, and uh, subtle scores uh, subtle scores in a way that I found very dangerous. I thought the attacks on the media the probably judiciary? the judiciary NGOs and you 'll you know the NGOs have been taking him to court, have been standing up for kids in Limpopo without textbooks or the life money uh, uh, victims and so forth and so forth, and I found it quite um, Putinesque in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I found it very uh, full of uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, It was driven very much by people who say everyone is against me and I have done nothing and I can do nothing about it. So it was the same old Jacob Zuma, the victim. I'm a victim of Mbeki's machinations. I'm a victim of global forces. I'm a victim of this, that, and so forth.
0: Obviously, everything he said this afternoon was value-laden. So quite, uh, quite often, in fact, the, the applause was quite muted yeah. uh, because people are trying to understand which side he's playing for as he said different things. I really? think uh, for, for, for the most part, he was able to do that well. But there were points that were quite clear in terms of which side he's aligning himself to. But I thought it was very, very dangerous, the idea that ANC members... Um, you know, who go outside of ANC internal dispute mechanisms and who go to courts are basically saying they should be kicked out of the party. I, I thought that I, was unprecedented.
1: I, it's unprecedented, but it's also it's very partisan. You'll have had, for example, Carl um, Niehaus, who supports Dr. Nkosazana Jamini-Zuma, has been a spokesperson for, uh, for her. Uh, you'll have had other players in that uh, faction of the ANC essentially saying the same thing. One of the most extraordinary things I found was that President Zuma didn't stop and say, actually... Why are uh our members losing patience, losing faith in the structures of the African National Congress and being forced to go to uh, courts. If you go back to 2007, how many cases did we have of ANC members leaving, going outside of the party to challenge the ANC? Um, I think the last I had was 1997 when Bantu Holomisa said, I'll do it. And then he went and had a word with Nelson Mandela and said, no, I won't do it any longer. Since 2007, ANC members, loyal ANC members, have been forced to go to the media, go to the courts, go elsewhere to find solace, to find sarkar, to say these are the problems we're experiencing. He didn't once reflect on that. So the lack of self-reflection in that speech was, for me, quite extraordinary.
0: But also, I mean, for me, there, there were two key points that concerned me, the attacks, of course, on the judiciary, but also Mm. the idea that the separation of powers doctrine needs some kind of scrutiny. He talked about an activist parliament where employees of the party are meant to hold the executive to account, but that this uh, was being abused by opposition parties, that it was being abused by even ANC members, basically really reemphasizing the idea Mm. that members should always toe the party line or else
1: you know for me one of the things that that says is let's stop here and say are you in a democracy or do you still believe that the party whether it's the ANC or some other uh, governing party at some point in our future um, that's the that's it that's the be all and that's the end all that you cannot have other players in society and Jacob Zuma seems to think that If anything happens, it happens within the ANC. If you've got problems, you do it within the ANC, that the judiciary and everyone else is acting at the behest of these uh, global conspiratorial forces that are going to destroy him and South Africa and the ANC. So uh, the paranoia of the speech, the underlying um, idea that we, we live in a... Country, a world which wants to, one, destroy Jacob Zuma, Uh, secondly, the ANC, is a very dangerous one. And I think it underlines what we've seen under Jacob Zuma and the ANC, um, which is an increasingly insular, paranoid party that doesn't know how to deal with protest, with challenge, with debate. Um, So the festival of ideas is no longer part of what the ANC
0: is. But also the subtweeting that he was doing from that speech. I mean when he talked about the party needing to reassert its authority on individuals, I thought Pravin Gordon, anyone?
1: Yes, um, uh, not just Pravin Gordon, basically anyone who speaks up and doesn't toe the line, uh, whether it's on corruption, whether it's on all these other issues that have come up over the past ten years. Um for me it was saying this is an ANC that says the president is the leader and you bow and scrape
0: or you're out. So this is his final address as the leader of the party. What does his successor inherit? I mean, he made a lot of points about the Women's League and the Youth League being the first to recognize that perhaps it's time for a woman to lead. I thought that was a veiled message. Whoever he or she may be, what are they going to get?
1: What they're getting is an ANC that is deeply, deeply divided, an ANC that has lost direction. But for me what he said and what actually happens is for the anc it's not for jacob zuma um jacob zuma's speech was not by any means an amazing incredible speech it was a speech that was very much a selfish speech it was a jacob zuma speech and so the new leader either continues what jacob zuma started or Start a new, fresh ANC and tries to rebuild it, to re-energize it and re-engage it. With is one, that with possible? That. I don't think it's possible because whatever we come out of this conference with, you're going to have a top six that perhaps might be partisan one way or the other, a slate uh, top six. Even that top six, I think David Mabuza is most likely to become the deputy president of the ANC. So you have a sort of Jacob Zuma slate or gosazana zamuna zamini zuma members of that slate on say Ramaphosa uh, leadership so you're going to have an nec whether it's 50 or whether it's 60 or 80 people which is split along 55 45 lines it will continue to be at war with itself it will continue to contest with itself and uh, it's going to be very difficult to rebuild it
0: I mean, obviously, we're all here covering this. Um, How do you think this is playing out with the electorate ahead of 2019? Do you think that voters, uh, maybe even traditional supporters of the ANC who are hoping for some kind of renewal, who are hoping for a new energy, how is this playing out in front of South Africa?
1: I think many South Africans, I mean, for me the key thing is that many South Africans are not voting. Um, so the ANC has suffered losses and President Zuma referred to it in the metros and so forth, but actually people have been walking away for a long time and they've been saying maybe I have nowhere else to go but the African National Congress, which has been uh, a leader of our society for so long, is not the party uh, to follow. So. I think the way it's playing out, one, uh, key supporters of this administration, the business community are looking and saying, "Mm, that was a hard 10 years, will it be the same? So the wait-and-see attitude, people are waiting to see who gets elected as leader of this party and whether they can achieve what you alluded to a little bit earlier on reinvent the ANC um the populace I think they'll give us their verdict in uh, 2019 and I suspect it's going to be a bit of a bloody nose for the ANC
0: it's also playful Justice Malala commentator and of course leading media practitioner unpacking the speech that Jacob Zuma gave uh, as the ANC president for the very last